all the praise, all the honor. We take our stand in you tonight. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We give you all the praise. Jesus, mighty name. If you love him, can you say amen once again? Philippians 3, 7, and 12. You can just keep that on just lightly, just for a second. But what things, verse 7, but what things were gained to me, these I have counted loss for Christ. Yet indeed, I also count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ. Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith, that I may know him, that I what? that I may know him. Somebody say, I want to know him. And the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering, being conformed to his death, if by any means I may obtain to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on. Somebody say, I press on this morning. Come on, I press on. That I may lay hold of which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me. Father, we thank you for speaking this morning. We take a step back as you take a step forward. Speak as you will, Holy Spirit, and do as you will. We give you all the praise, honor, and glory. For there is no one like you. In Jesus' mighty name. And if you love him, can you say amen? Hallelujah. I'm going to work from the subject, count me in. Count me in. But I'm not sure I'm going to stay there too long. God uh, decided to uh, switch, do a switcheroo a little bit. I count... All things are lost, Paul is addressing. I count how many things? All things are lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ. I count, I count, I count all things are lost. I want us to understand that we are here for a reason. You came to church for a reason. You, you're coming today. You counted the cost of something. Which means you had to consider your coming. You considered your coming because of the cost of something. Everything that you do in life, every consideration that you make in life, you have counted a cost. Whether you know it or not, you've counted a cost to it. 
You put a cost to it. That's why you usually put your time in what you put a cost to. Everything in life, everything, whether, whatever you do in life, you are counting costs and that's your considerations of things. So what you consider is usually what you're, what you're adding to be the price for what you're doing. So Paul is saying, I've learned something about God. I've learned something about the walk. And I, I've learned to, to, to count everything a loss. Just to know him. All I want to do with all that I know, I found out something. I just want to know him. And God is trying to find and help his body to understand what is it that can help us to understand. How many of you know as believers, as God, the seed in you, as a Christian, there should be a progression, a continual progression in your life? How many of you should always have be progressing? Faith is never stagnant and faith is never stale. So if faith is stagnant and stale, if faith is still, there's something that's preventing, there's arrested development that's causing something to keep me in the place, in the placement that I don't want to be, that, 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 that's not allowing me to move forward. And what we have to understand, things that usually keep us from moving forward is usually where we have counted a cost somewhere that uh, that we're considering we, we listen you don't have a consideration without a cost to it all right when something go wrong let's let's go here if you got a headache everybody say no condemnation because i you know christians gotta stop going there first all right how many of you don't raise your hand how many of you when you have a headache you start praying first All right, let's do this. Let's see the type of prayer you pray first. How many of you say, God, I thank you that you're going to deal with this headache. You got a pain in your body. God, how many of you walk out faith prayer? Or you just give a general, Lord, I thank you, but you're on your way to the medicine cabinet. So that's a cost. You count it how much was in what you had and how much was in the Tylenol. Now, I'm not undermining the Tylenol because God created medicine and, and, and there's nothing wrong with taking it. In fact, if you don't have the faith for things, don't try to not take it. Don't have me on TV talking about Pastor told me to use faith. I didn't tell you that. I said it's according to your faith. No, don't, don't put that on me. Mm -mm. If you don't have the faith for it, you better find the best medicine. But if you found faith, use it. If you found what? Faith, learn to use it. Learn to exercise it. God is calling everyone in this building to start learning to exercise what he gave you. Yeah, you can write that down. He's, he's calling you to learn to exercise what he gave you. The question is, what did he give you? Because if I'm not exercising what he gave me, I don't know the realm of vocations of the Christ that I'm saying I'm living from. And without knowing that, 
I'm considering things, but I'm not. There is no price to what I'm doing in Christ. And when there's no price when I'm doing in Christ, that means I'm not understanding the cost. So if I don't understand the cost, I'm not really getting the outcome of what I'm saying I'm getting. Y'all stand with me. All right. So there is a cause. I, 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 I count all things a loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ. What is it that gives a man the ability to say everything is trash, everything, not trash, everything I'll count as a loss. All I want to do is know him. That means he's considered some things about life that doesn't add up more than Christ. Saints, God is trying to get a greater buy-in out of your life. He's trying to get, he, he wants a greater buy-in. One of the greatest lies that we've learned is that God takes things per se away. Now, sometimes, yes, but usually no. It, it doesn't work like that. What God does is he grow you up to love him beyond the thing that you're going through. See, many of us are praying for God to take things away, not praying for the grace to teach me how to go over it, to live above it. Are y'all hearing me? God, I know you're going to take it away. I know you're going to fix it. But what if I called you to walk in the grace that by default starts to fix it? Can you say amen? So he's saying, I, I, I count all things a loss. What are we considering worth the cost in our life? Do you get up and are you interested in getting the cost that Christ paid? How many know Jesus paid the price? Okay, let me ask you, how much of the price did he pay? How much? Come on, saints, how much? Did he pay all? So... He, if he paid it all, why are we still paying? And how can I stop paying? Because where I'm paying, I'm using, a, I'm using something that's not paid for. Most of the things that's going on in our life, we're still paying. And we're going to get to understanding why we're still paying. Can you say amen? Go to Luke 14 real quick. Watch this. I'm going to show you something. Luke 14, 26. For the sake of time, I'm going to read. If anyone come to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, his own life, he cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my, be my disciple. For which of you, intending to build a tower, does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it? Now, I want you to understand, it's interesting. We don't realize that we're actually counting our Christian life. We're counting the cost of what we do. If pastors say be here at a certain time and we 
You think, um, so we're counting the cost of why, what is it that, that, that's more important? But we got to go to work. We, on time. Hold on, now don't go in condemnation. This is not a pastor. No, no, no. I want you to understand, you're not there if it's not revelational in the first place. Somebody said revelational alignment. You should never be in a church that don't commit you to the God of what you do. The relationship will always be shallow because now we got to trick each other to keep each other. Tell somebody, I'm here for a purpose. We're going to get the smoke machine, but I don't need your smoke machine. I need what God got me here for. I'm here for what? A purpose. So in purpose, I have to come into a, my commitment have to be in covenant with God. If my commitment is not in covenant with God, I'm just excited. I'm just what? Excitement will leave. But covenant gains commitment. Are y'all hearing me? So I want you to understand you are counting things in your life. And what the devil wants you to do is keep counting the detriment and the deficits in you. There are seeds and things that has happened in our life that God has to get us to understand. Now, this is why I said I changed my message, so, so stick with me. I want you to go to something very important real quick. Go, go with me really quickly. To Hebrews 12. Hebrews 12. Yeah, God messed me up this morning. See, I was ready to preach on something. Said, no, we're going somewhere else today. Hallelujah. Hebrews 12, 12 through 15. I want to help you understand how to continue to progress in your life. Can you say amen? And I want to help you understand what's holding you back from progressing. What's holding you back from progressing. But we're not getting out the cost because, see, the, the, the biggest thing is you're not knowing enough of the price to submit yourself. So I'm, I, I got to learn to count it all in Christ. Everything is submitted to Christ. Can you say amen? Here we go. Uh, Hebrews 12, 12. Therefore, strengthen your hands which hang down and the feeble knees. And make straight paths for your feet, so that what is lame may be dislocated, not be dislocated, but rather be healed. Pursue peace with what? How many? Pursue peace with how many people? All people. And what? Holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. Looking carefully, least anyone falls short of the grace of God. Now, let me ask you this question. Do you need grace to live? Now, many of you have learned there's a living, there's a salvation, there's a saved grace, and then you have to learn to get into the living grace. We also learned that everything that we, we say about grace is not true. 
You don't mess up and say, well, God, grace is good. No, if you, have, if you use grace, you would have went over with him. What you're talking about is mercy. Those are different. You need mercy, obtaining mercy, and you can gain the strength of grace, God's ability to get through. So if I'm not getting through, I don't need, I, I need mercy so I can obtain the grace to go through. Can you say amen? Now, pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Looking carefully, least any one of you falls short of the grace of God. Least the root of bitterness, the root of what? The root of bitterness springing up caused trouble, and by this many become defiled. Now, it's interesting. We are saved by what? We are saved by what? Grace. So do grace save you? But he's saying, be careful. Least the root of bitterness move you out of grace. I want to deal for a second the root of bitterness. The root of bitterness. Roots of bitterness. Roots of bitterness. You cannot grow beyond your root system. You cannot grow beyond or go beyond your any growing or going beyond your root system will leak out in the cracks of your misunderstanding as you go. You will never go beyond your root system. That's why he said, listen, many hear the word, but because their roots were not established, it's choked out. The birds come, the cares of life come, and something pulls out all the, it, something snatches the word. Why? Because the root system was not established properly. But we've learned in church to live above, and we only talk over our root system. We have no understanding, no knowledge of the mind of God about what is going on in our root system. How many of you know God will rather you learn to be more than what you're doing? Okay. We mentioned last week that what of the call, your calling. How many of you know you're called? How many of you know you're called? But how many of you are ready to go or be chosen? Okay. What if the call was not the call that you thought it was? Because, see, Christians are so busy trying to get to a place. Everybody want to get to, the, get to their calling. If I can get, if I can get to, to, to where I'm called to do. But what if the calling was not a place? What if the calling was a position? Okay. Y'all come in the room with me. Y'all ready? What if the calling was not a place? Because the average Christian is always talking about how to get, the, the question is always how to get to the place. And, and, and it's interesting because we want to know more about the place than the person of the place. So the person becomes a mean to my place. Is God a means to your place? 
I know you pray, but you pray because he's your means to your. Is God a, a, a means to your prosperity? Oh, no, 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 don't go religious on me. You need money, but you need a prerequisite before your money. You might need to pray a little bit more before we start nothing like this. No, 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 I, I didn't say you didn't need money. I'm not giving you that. No, no, you need the money. The Bible says money answered all things. It's a master. But you, and you have need to control that master. But you have a prerequisite to understanding before your money. So what is the place? What is, what is God trying to do? Now, it's interesting because everything that God talks about maturity, it starts in him. It starts what? In him you, we move. In him we breathe. In him we have our being. He gives us the will and the do. I am the... He just, he's telling you. I am the true. I am the... Those who come to their calling. No. Those who come to what? So God in the Christian world has become the means to what we want, not the end goal. Why do you pray? Do you pray because he, you want him just to hold your stuff up? Or do the Father want to know you and you know him? What if your calling was just to learn to be in him? And the chosen are chosen by default of learning just to be in him. How many things are in him? Okay, you're telling me that. Now, how many things are in him? All things. So why would God call you to... Chase after your calling, and you haven't even learned how to just stay in him. Tell somebody, my biggest battle is learning to stay in Papa's God. Can I stay in the mind of Christ? Can I stay in the love of God? How long do I hold? How long my threshold holds? No, you, no, no, no. See, you like the paper God. Change comes by the inspiration of the paper. It doesn't come by reading. Change don't come by what? You can read all you want. The Bible says they search the scriptures thinking that it gives them eternal life. Not knowing that it pointed to the person. The way of change is inspired through the Holy Spirit. But if I'm not engaged in heart, how will I engage the word through the Holy Spirit. Can y'all say amen? Are y'all staying with me for a second? The root of bitterness. So what is causing my lack of maturity? How many of you ever asked your question? Don't raise your hand. How many of you ever asked the question, why is it that I can't go forward? Why is it, what is causing me not to move forward? 
Somebody say root. See, the root system. The Bible said you cannot split your seed. You cannot what? Do you have split seed? See, something that is rooted, that means that seed's been there long enough to start holding on to other things. And when that seed is there, the, the bitter seed is there holding on to other things, it gives greater justification of why you need to be there. What the enemy wants you to do is to turn away from your God. He wants you what? Because he knows, watch this, watch this, watch this. Let, let, let's get to the bottom of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we ain't got much time. He knows that you, as long as you don't submit to God, you will never resist him. He knows. As long as you don't submit to God, you will never resist me. So what I do is I mess up your root system so you don't trust God. Because if you start trusting God, you're going to count the cost of knowing that the God will overcome everything and you're going to submit to God and he'll tool you. So he allowed bitterness and roots of things. And I'll tell you, well, you wouldn't have been through that if God was for you. Y'all ready? Where was your God? You would, that wouldn't have happened if God was for you. And then we hear messages and things today in the world like I'm mad at God. It's very under, listen to me. Those things are very, very, uh, um, uh, very challenging. But they're very immature of understanding. Mad at God. That tells me you don't know God. That tells me what? You don't know God. Because first, God did not leave it up to himself. He left it up to you. He left it up to your family. So there is somebody that you need to understand that did it wrong, but not the mind of God. My hope for you was to give you a purpose, a hope, and a future. I never meant anything bad. My hope for you was not bad. It was always good. But somebody's been lying to you, and the lie is trying to turn into a doctrine in you. And when it turns into a doctrine in you, now I know you're going to reject me. Remember, I didn't leave you. I never left. I never left. You know, that devil made me get away from God. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. The Bible said nothing can separate you from what? Oh, hold on. What is it? Nothing can what? Okay, let's go through the line. Nothing. Like what? No, uh, uh, not principalities, not powers, no death, no life, no things present, no things to. He's saying nothing can separate you. The question is what happened in the separation? The root. Root that there's there's there is a lie in my members. There's a lie in my members. How truthful are you? How truthful? Are, yeah, you know, I, I just tell the truth. How truthful are you? And according to what? How truthful are you? Am I holding to a lie? 
Am I holding to a lie? Because I want you to understand, deliverance don't just come because somebody say, come out of him. It might, but you won't keep the deliverance. That's why the church shouldn't, the church should not worship dynamics. Because those dynamics does not show origin, the original intent of God. The original intent of God was for you to be perfect in him. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? That these are things that point to him. So some of the things that we do actually rule out the will of God. Okay, I'm going to leave that alone. But that's the things that we worship. We call a good service because you saw something. Not because the spirit of God has done something in your being. So I want, I want you to understand the interpersonal workings of your being. So you can stop justifying your level of faith, thinking that it qualifies from the interfacing of the Holy Spirit. And you can learn how to go beyond. How many of y'all ready to go beyond? Come on, how many of y'all ready to go beyond? Come on, I'm tired of dealing with the same cycle. I'm tired of, I'm moving, but I'm, I feel stuck. And the reason why is you don't have all the knowledge to show the receipt of the price that was paid. What did I just say? Can you show the devil the receipt? All right, hallelujah. Were you paid with the price? How much of you was paid? Okay, are you, are you, do you know the receipt to show? Or am I still believing the lie that keeps me away? But I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. Okay, that's what we got to deal with. Your lack there of understanding. Because that's where the adversary is working in you. Let, let me share something with you. Stop trying to grow in Christianity without putting Christianity in the places that you don't understand. It's, it's so interesting today. We got people in the pulpit still saying that they're still brokenhearted with people. You don't belong right there. Not yet. That's kind of judgmental. No. Why would I tell him to help you if they're not over it? How can I help you if I'm not helped? See, that's the type of church we like because it removes us from responsibility. But God is saying, no, you are my hands and feet. Everywhere you go, my kingdom needs to go. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So God is trying to help you to understand, if you know me, you will get more buy-in in me. If you know me, go, your fight is going to be to yielding all of you so much so that you understand how my grace works. Looking careful, at least the root of bitterness caused grace to be put aside, to be moved out the way. How many know you win with grace? How many know you win with grace? Okay, what is grace? I know it's Sunday. Come on, what is grace? Throw something, Father. What is grace? 
God's what? Your ability to live. Some of y'all been in too many classes of mine. You, you, you wait. What is grace? You know what we usually call grace in the church? God's unmerited favor. It's God's unmerited favor. It's just about favor. What else is grace? Outside, see, favor can be can be even out because you can have favor with God and men. So favor is not strong enough to understand the grace of God. So what is grace outside of God's unmerited favor? Somebody say grace is God's ability through you. Which means if you're going to move in anything, you're going to move in the grace of God through you. If we don't know that, that tells me what are we walking by? That means we have to learn how to walk with the Spirit, by the Spirit, which we're walking by the grace. So what have we been qualifying as our walk? We just came out of the room with mastery. We didn't want to leave. I had to close the door. And I'm helping everyone understand in ministry, there is no such thing. We don't live by the Old Testament writings. We, we have a New Testament living. They all conjoin. It all, it all matters. But God is in you now. So obedience to him is not because of what you read. It's because of what you know based on the Holy Spirit that's working in you. Somebody say, I have a personal Holy Spirit. Come on, say, I have a personal Holy Spirit. If I'm not aware of the personal Holy Spirit in me, I haven't started the class yet. Tell somebody, walk by the Spirit. Hallelujah. Now, I want you to understand God is trying to deal with the root system. If he can deal with the root system, watch this. Everything else grows by default. Everything else grows by what? So really what he got to try to do is just do the, the cement. Perfect love, cast out fear. Why? Because the root system is solid. There are places that we walk. And when you hit certain heights, we should be, we should have known the Christ of where he paid in that place. Does that make sense? But we can't know if we don't know the mind of God about the place. What are you saying, Pastor? Uh, uh, what are you saying? What I'm telling you is things that you go through and that's still in you has a lie attached to it. And unless you learn the mind of God about it, you're going to keep paying for it. You say, well, how am I paying for it? You pay in rebellion. You pay in justification. You pay in obligation. You pay in, 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 in substances. You pay in hidden things. You're paying. Why? Because something within you don't have the, so, the totality of the meta-narrative according to the mind of God. 
So God is trying to help you to understand his mind, but something has undermined the mind because of religion that you saw, because of people that you saw that said things about God, and you start believing them, and now you don't really want to know that God like that. Or you don't know that's what's going on in you. That's why in this church we check all the language. No modalities around unless you have the definition about it. That's deep. Okay, explain deep. Because I heard that same one cursing in the other room. So if that's deep, we got a problem. Let me back up in the pastoral office. <laughs> How many know God loves you? It's quiet in here. How many know God loves you? Everybody just take a breath. God is trying to help you to understand he is your way. There is no other way. He is the truth about you. And when you leave here, you'll know you have eternal value. How many of you know I'm eternally valuable? I don't die. I sleep. I, I don't die. Come on, if you're saved, you don't die. I don't die. I'm eternally established in Christ. So I'm not going to let this temporal dictate my eternal. This is not going to, this is why you are called to serve the world. This is not my focus. Jesus is my focus. This is my work. Who is my focus? Jesus. And when I made Jesus my focus, I found all things. I found what? All things pertaining to life and godliness. Can you say amen? I want to help you understand how to get the root out of you. Somebody say the root got to come out. Yeah, you got to pull that root out. That root got to come out. But no, that's why he said, I, I count everything a loss for the excellency of the knowledge of the what? Knowledge, which means you can only grow and go as much as you know him. Why? Because your righteousness is as filthy rags. It's only his righteousness that helps you to understand your win. It's his righteousness that helps you understand what? Your win. So it takes the righteousness of God to, for you to see what he paid for. How many of you know the adversary is not supposed to have the upper hand? He should not have the upper hand. You should not be putting out fires every single day. You should not only be praying because of what the devil is doing. The devil make the church pray too much. It's only him. Outside of that, we're not praying. And God is saying, I need them to understand what I paid for so they can learn to submit to the cost for the price. I wish I had somebody to understand. 
so they can submit to what? For the price. And then they're going to walk in it. They're going to what? That's the issue. Because every time I submit, there's a block. Every time I say, there's a block. The problem is, we have not tried to understand the block. And many places that we go will help you justify the block. That's the danger of religion. It's not, a, remember, I tell you, everybody have a piece of religion in them. But you got to be careful because any religion that violates the inspiration of God will violate you. So that's why we give you classes of memorization of scripture. And as soon as you pass that class, we put you in a position. But nobody tests your spirit. We barely know the language of the spirit. And he's saying it's all about the spirit. Somebody says it's about the spirit. So God wants to teach you about the spirit. The language of the spirit. So there are things that God is trying to help you understand how to get over your block. Because the fact that I stay unsubmitted to God because of the block is showing that that has more cost. It, it, it has more of a price. It has more than God. God is a jealous God. That's why the way to, in faith, to maturity is understanding. That's the price, understanding. The price is understanding. The price is what? At the end of your faith, the salvation of your soul. The price, the price is understanding. You walk with faith, but you're going to walk through it with God. You're going to walk through it with, you're going to walk through it with, if you don't walk through it, that, that means that God relieved you of a choice. Tell somebody, I don't want to be relieved of the choice. I want to know the goodness of God in every area of my life. Don't relieve me of a choice. If, no, 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 no. I want to, because God, if you relieve me of it, that means it's always going to have the upper hand over me. I don't know my wife is faithful until she sees other men. If I relieve her of the choices, I say, girl, cover your eyes. Go, just cover your eyes. We're on the beach, girl, cover your eyes. Your husband, I'm, I'm working out. I'm getting, I'm getting there. That's not fair, because it, it relieved her of a, y'all better hear me. See, we want to come to the altar and be relieved of a choice. And God is saying, I'm not relieving anything, but everything you were up there for was to show you me. The goal was for you to come into me. And when you come into me, I'm going to be your choice every time. Come on, you can say amen for that. Come on, he wants the buy-in from you. Can I be the choice every time? Can I be, why do you feel like you got to respond like that? You, 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 now you relieve me again for the choice. Can I be the choice every time? Or do you clock out? How many of y'all know we clock out a conversation sometimes? It shows your root. 
Christians are the best at it because we know how to get testimony services to each other. Those are good things. Come on, we have good conversations about God. And as soon as we hit a certain topic, guess what? Your mind clocks out and goes somewhere else. Like, where did you go? Because the root will always leave the door open. That's why maturity always leaks out. Oh, y'all hear what I'm saying? Maturity leaks out when the root door is still open. The root door stays open when you don't have enough knowing about your father. Somebody say, I want to know him. You'll never grow in him where you don't know him. I said this in the minister's meeting just now. I said the greatest deficit of the church is people thinking they know something that they actually don't know. It's the greatest deficit. Because where you think you know, you'll never learn. And where did they get that from? They did not get it from the devil. They got it from church people. They got it from what? Religious folk. Oh, you know. You know you don't. You know based on your level. You don't know what you think you know. It wasn't the devil that brought him there, though. It was the church that keep, who don't have understanding of rightly dividing the word of truth so you can speak on purpose. So we put people in positions where they feel obligated to know what they have no idea about. And now you bring conditions of overwhelmingness, and it keeps me out of what I need to know. It becomes a stumbling block. People are out of their minds thinking that they know. But you're out of your mind. But you think you know. What do you know? No, no, no. no I want to help you to know. Tell somebody there's levels to this. There's levels to this. Stop qualifying what God didn't qualify. In fact, Jesus said, especially believers, be careful. Because the blood is on your hands if you didn't know how to rightly divide that. And they went off doing the same thing that was a defilement in the sight of me. No, 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 I encourage you, but I'm not going to qualify what he didn't qualify. How does that, come on, okay, I got to help us because we're going condemnation too fast. How does that help me if you're not giving what I need for me? Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? It's like getting my son and saying, brother, you ready? You're, that's okay. That's the gas. That's the brake. That's how you turn. Here you go. Get in there and get on the highway. You know you got it. I just taught you. You know. I what? How long have you been riding in my car, son? He's nine. Ten. He's nine. How long have you been riding in my car? For nine years. Look at y'all, you got four, you got to remember. How old are your kids? How many? Wait, hold on. You've been riding in the car for nine years, and you, you got it. You've been in church for 15 years. You know. You know. You, you, you got to know. 
That's why you're frustrated. Because you're giving people room. Prematurity. You're frustrated with them. You don't understand. Why did mommy, daddy do this? When we went to church. No, we did the church thing. It didn't work. See, see the devil then got you caught up in a root system. Because you're qualifying with your definitions. Something that was not born out of heaven. It was not born out of the mind of God. But you've taken it on and making it your truth. And it becomes, watch this, your truth to your doctrine. It becomes your doctrine to start you wearing it. This, this, is, this, is, this is one of the, the greatest deficits in the, see, we think everything is a demon. See, something is your mind. Can I be honest with you? Actually, demons are easier than dealing with the mind of people. I, I ain't never heard that in church. You know why demons are easier? Can I help y'all? You know why they're easier? Because they understand order. So because I'm seated in heavenly places, if I say come out, you should be coming out. Most of what we call demons is actually people's minds. Doctrines that need to be dealt with. It's interesting. Didn't Peter, the one that told Jesus, you are the son of the living God. Y'all can stay with me. I got nine minutes. We're almost out of here. You are the son of the living God. Corrupted scriptures later. Now he's saying you're not going to go. What did he say? Get thee behind me. Why? Okay, so why didn't he cast that out of Peter before Peter responded like that? <laughs> he should have cast. That's Jesus. Why, why he didn't say, you about to say something, and I see that demon. Come out of him. I know where you're about to go with this, but I, I, I see you're still not sold to me. That's a demon. Come out of him. No, 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 no. He says some parts of you are con it's conformity to your system. No, 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 no. You're sold into a system. That's why I told you not be conformed to the, but be ye transformed by the, the devil needs your acceptance of your mind to do a thing. We love to blame the devil for everything, but you're the person that's doing it. Okay. I have to do it. He only can do it to my mind, but I have to. So he cannot do it outside of what I do. But for that to even happen, I have to be conformed. There has to be doors associated with things that I didn't understand what was paid for in Christ Jesus. So what he's using today is the elements of people's childhood, abuses, misuses, neglects, things that has happened in your life that you never thought about because you bypassed them for Christianity. And we help you because we give you a regiment of scripture to qualify you. 
and not checking where your spirit is. I told my ministry class, we're going to learn, we're going to start practicing our spirit. I said, what do you mean by that? Yeah, I got to teach you how to practice your spirit. See, that's language of spirit life. Those are normal things. We learn how to use our spirit. We learn how to pray over our children. And we, 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 we do things with the spirit. Beyond just feelings. We should be practicing casting out devils in the church. But not by religious, no, no, let me show you how weak they are. We should be practicing maturity. But we need the doctrine associated with rightly dividing the word. Tell somebody I know why I'm here. Can you say amen? Let me give you this last piece. I want to help you understand. Go to John 14. John 14, 30. John 14, 30. John 14, 30. I want you to understand something about your adversary. Can I show you something? How many of you know he told you not to be ignorant of his devices? All right. One of the things is he has to keep you out of, the Bible says submit to God, resist the devil, and he will what? Okay. So you have to learn to sub what? submit to God. You don't submit where you don't trust. You don't submit where you don't what? Okay. So if you've been violated in your life, you don't trust there. So the narrative in that area, watch this, is it a lie? Yeah. But I stick with the lie until I see enough of the truth. Until I experience enough of the truth. How many of y'all ready to get out of a lie? Come on, come on, there are areas of all of our life. I want to get out of a lie. Come on, I don't want to lie about anything. Come on, some of you, you're working out a lie of your finances. You're working a lie out of your body. You work, come on, work out that lie. Because anything that's not of Christ, it's a lie. Yeah, I, I'm working this thing out. So you have to understand, he likes to keep you on ground. He likes to keep you what? He knows on ground it's his place to continue to do what he does with you. As long as you are disabled of power on ground, there is nothing that he has to fear about you. Your title won't do it. If you're on ground, you're going to feel, experience, you're going to have the experience of ground. Your adversary rolls around like a roaring lion, seeking who he may what? So know that. That's not a mystery. I just feel, yeah, where are you? On ground. You're going to feel it. Okay, can I help everybody out? Okay. If you're not praying, by default, you're falling. 
on ground. Pray least, he's telling you, pray least you what? Pray least you fall. He's telling you by default you're going to fall if you're not praying. So if you're not praying, you're on ground. And on ground, your mind is active. You are in control. And if you're in control, he's going to teach you how to be so in control that others are going to be in control so y'all going to be fighting all the time. Because everybody in control. On ground. Tell somebody I'm learning to get off ground. Yeah, which means my mind got to get off ground. I got to get out of this state. There's an enemy of my state. There's an enemy of my state. If I'm on ground, it's, it's, it's an enemy of my state. Y'all better hear me. If I'm on ground, I don't care. I don't even feel, watch this. I don't even feel like I have trouble. But if I don't sense father, I'm, No, on vacation, I'm praying. You say, you shouldn't rest. And I didn't know I was working. I thought Jesus was my rest. Uh-oh, I thought he was my rest. Tell somebody, Jesus is my rest. The problem is he's still your work. And until you know him as you ought to know him, because he wants you to know him. Somebody say he wants to know, he wants to know me. He, he wants you to know him. As you know him as you ought to, you'll learn to rest with him. Vacation should be the best place you get deep with God. Go get some sand in your feet. Tell somebody, get some sand in your feet. Walk on the beach with God and he walks with me. And he talks with me. And he tells me I'm his own. You know, oh, it's the best place. No, my family, I'll see y'all later. I'm going on the beach. And he walks with me. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's the best time. Man, oh, Jesus, we about to get intimate for real. I'm going to walk in the pool like an angel. I got to remember I'm on vacation without going ministry moving. Tipping the bartender, just give me some water in there. You know, man, your life. Oh, yeah, we got to stay off piers because, you know, and, and then, you know, when you get to the homeless area, my wife know me. Uh-uh. I'm not leaving. We, mm -mm. Children asking for selling stuff. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not good at that. I'm about to empty everything. It's not justification. I, I'm showing you it's a lifestyle. It's not just for Sunday. It's not just for Wednesday. It's a what? You know why? Because you have need. I don't know. We're going back to the room today. You have need to have revelational alignment with God. Yeah, we're going to go back to the room. You have need for what? Okay, what is revelational alignment different from scriptural alignment? There is revelational alignment, and then there is many of us are qualifying ourselves based on scriptural alignment, not revelational alignment. Scriptural alignment helps you to know what the word said, but you're using it outside of the qualifications and the confines of the inspiration of the spirit. Not live by, but by every that 
Out of the mouth is God still speaking. So sometimes when I'm on a basic blatant level in prayer, I see one thing. It's interesting though, if I go deeper, I see a whole different thing. So which one was right? Because one is interfacing the government of God. The other one is interfacing my justification with what I'm reading. Tell somebody I want to know him. Somebody say, I want to know him. God wants to know you. He wants you to know him. But he wants to know you. We are learning how to stay with him. Somebody learn to stay with him. Here we go. Where did I tell you to go? Here we go. John 14 through 30. You ready? I will no longer talk much with you. For the ruler of this world is coming and he has nothing what? In me. He has nothing in me. See, the adversary's devices as, are only as effective as the realm that he occupies. They're only as effective as the realm that he what? Jesus is saying, I can't talk much because the ruler of this world is coming and he has nothing in me, on me, on side of me. The question is, he had nothing on Jesus. And Jesus don't have to be too different from you. Because see, many people believe where Jesus was Jesus. So, no, no, no. He said, oh, 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 no, no. I was a man just like you. That's why I know what you go through. That's what he said. No, no, I was a man just like you. So don't separate Jesus from you. In fact, Jesus said, greater work should you do. He said, what? Oh, yeah, which means greater things will you do even what I did. So I want you to check, the, check this. He has nothing on me. The question becomes, if I'm going to start paying so I can learn to be an heir in Christ, if I'm going to understand the cost so I can be an heir, to know what was paid for. Has nothing in him. What does he have on you? You know why he still have things on us? Because we're still not all in Christ. When you put yourself in him, the Bible says we are hidden in him. When you hide in Jesus, I don't care what you've done before. He has nothing on you. 
He has what? The problem is, we're trying to grow and still call ourselves a sinner. All right, Jesus, we got so much to touch here. I'm a sinner saved by grace. You're not a sinner, you've sinned. You what? I hear people say, oh, I'm a sinner saved by grace. If that's the case, we're all sinners. Well, shoot, why get better? Your sin gonna be better than mine tomorrow. So come on, let's do a competition. Who sinned the most today? Let's do a sinner competition. Who sinned the most today? And based on who didn't do the most, determine who the deepest. Little things like that is what the church is stuck. You say, what do you mean? Why, why would that make me stuck? Because nobody grows in Christ unless they know they're perfect in their father's hands. You can't even grow unless you see yourself perfected in him. You can't take a step forward if you don't know you're perfected in him. So what has been going on? You've been holding on to your belief. We've helped you hold on to what you believe, what you believe. It's not faith, though. You believe it's not faith. Faith is seen through the lens of Christ. Faith is what? And Christ is not still. He's moving through the spirit. Tell somebody I'm perfect in Christ Jesus. Which means because he had nothing on Jesus and Christ is in you, he has nothing on. So every time I reach the realm in Christ, I'm, I'm perfect. Ah, y'all. I was, can somebody say amen? All right, I think somebody waiting for a Bible story. Somebody say I'm perfect in Christ Jesus. So when you're in Christ, he said, you are perfect. In fact, he said, be ye perfect. Be ye holy as I am. But we're going, you know, we all sin and say, but that threw everybody off. That makes no sense to me. I don't know. If I was in the room and I wasn't saved, and then you say, we all sinners. I'm like, well, what's the point of getting? I don't know. Maybe that's me. I'll be like, what's the point of getting saved then? If I'm still a sinner, when I do what you say do, wasn't the point for getting saved? Oh, so the goal was heaven. That's not encouraging to anybody. I'll just wait till I'm ready to die and then say, oh, Jesus, I submit myself now. That ain't encouraging to live in life. You know why? Because we haven't understood the life of the Spirit. By his grace. Can you say amen? Somebody say hide in Christ. You know why? Because he has nothing on him. It's time for you to know who you are as a son and daughter in Christ Jesus. Go to Romans 8, 2, 5. Romans 8. Say this with me. Because Christ is in me. And I'm in him. The devil has nothing on me. How much have you put yourself in Christ? Christ is in you. But the Bible says, I'm in you and you are in me. The question is, how, however much you put yourself in him will determine what you get out of him. That's the mystery. Because putting yourself in him 
You only put yourself based on what you know about him. That's why Paul said, I count all things a loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ. Why? Because he's trying to say, the more that I know about him, I know what he paid for. And the more that I know what he paid for, I'm willing to submit myself to that payment and not the paying of my flesh. If I'm still paying in the flesh, I'm paying with anger, I'm paying with strife, I'm paying with uh, 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 depression, I'm paying because I don't know that somebody paid there. He paid, saints. He paid, saints. He paid. I, in the name of Jesus, break the storyline around your heart. Why did I have to go through it if, he, if, if, if God been God? No, God, no, 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 no. God gave everyone instructions. Everybody have a choice. Everybody have a choice. You, everybody have a choice. Hey, Pastor, it seems like all your message is centered around this. Yeah, and we're going to stay here. Because until we deal with this, we can't go forward. If you don't know the mind of God from the beginning, Jesus is the author and the what? So if you don't know how he originated things, how are you going to know how he's starting to finish things? Jesus, the author and the of our faith. The pure in heart shall see the Lord. So how we deal with this flesh will determine how we see the Lord. Can you say amen? Well, I tell you to go. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the what? So the law of the spirit of what? Okay, remember, he's saying the, the law, it's a what? See, yeah, we, we read so fast. The law of the spirit. So the spirit, life, is a, it's, it's, there's a law attached to it. So the law of the spirit of life has made me free from the what? This is why when you walk by the spirit, by default, you should know you're forgiven. Why? Because you already come into freedom based on the law. How do you know you have forgiveness of sin? By the Spirit. Tell somebody, stop wondering about your forgiveness. If you're in the Spirit, it just proved that you came and you fulfilled that law. The law of the spirit of life has set me free from the law of what? Sin and death. For what the law could not do that it was weak in through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the what? Likeness of sinful flesh on the account of sin. He condemned sin in the what? That the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Come on, don't clock out. Y'all stand with me. Now, I need to help you understand. I'm trying to help you understand how to overcome. You're not going to win this life. We're beyond normal Christianity now. Get out of it.
It's not going to help you. You got to learn how to allow the Spirit of God to come and make some moves in your life. Somebody say power moves. You're going to learn to make some power moves by the Spirit. The law of the Spirit of life has set me free from the law of sin and death. What if I told you sin was not your biggest problem? Okay, why is sin not your biggest problem? Because Jesus fulfilled it in himself. Let me tell you how screwed the devil is. See, the devil, ah. Oh, saints, y'all know, see, what I'm trying to show you is you. How much the devil is a liar? How many of y'all know the devil is a liar? Come on, how many of y'all know the devil is a liar? I'm looking at people who really want God. You're here because you really want God. You want to know the truth. You want to know the way. You want to know the life. How many of you know that the devil is such a liar that he keep you bound because you think you are, you think, you keep thinking sin is your biggest problem? Let me help y'all out with something. Jesus fulfilled sin. He did what? This is because he fulfilled it. This is why he said, I need you to learn to stay in the spirit and repent quickly. So get, get, don't stay in that mindset. Repent quickly. Receive mercy and jump in grace. Now, why does this sound that easy? Because God knew you couldn't do what you're trying to do outside of him. So he didn't make it personal toward you. He didn't what? Okay, what God makes personal is those who have, don't have the seed of him. Oh, Jesus. Now, the problem is we have, okay, let, let me not go down that road. Somebody say, I have the seed of Christ. If you're saved, there's seed in you. If you are saved, there's what? Now, this is interesting. He said there's no more condemnation to those who are what? In Christ Jesus. Why? Oh, because of what? Because sin and death is broken. So if I mess up, let me, okay, let, let me ask you something. Did your mess up make sin alive where God didn't have more con no control? It made it alive in us because of where we did not know him. So it caused death because of what we did not know him. But once you understand him, watch this. Your problem wasn't sin. My problem was the lack of knowledge of him. Oh, Jesus. My problem wasn't what? It was the lack of knowledge in him. How much in our mind right now you feel like you're going to get better and you're going to get it more accepted by God. How much of that is in me? I'm, I'm going to get better. Pastor, I'm going to get better. 
I'm going to get better. I am going to what? How much of that is in us? How many of y'all know that that, that that comes on us a lot? You do something wrong? I, 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 how many of y'all feel like I've been, I've been in church too long, I should know better? I'm going to get better. When God is trying to show us, you can never get better. Only he in you, him through you, can make you better. And he's not even making you better. He's making you him. <laughs> God is not trying to change your life. He's trying to transform life. See, if you need, you want to change your life, you just bring God with you wherever you want to take him. I'm not stealing nothing in your purse. You take God's purse and you walk with your, your life. And, oh, Jesus, what do you, what do you want? Uh, Jesus. Your life. And then you do something wrong and say, oh, and then you walk with him like you're supposed to. And then he goes there. Then you drag him right back in with you. And you're there, yeah, yeah, come on with me. Come on with me. Because you, you're just there to change my life. You're just there to change my life. When I need change, I'll let you know. When I need prayer, I'll let you know. I, 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 when I go through something, and you hit it about, I'll give you about half a day, and then the day goes, and there it go again. You drag them on with you. Come on, you're dragging church with you. You're dragging your prayer life with you. You're dragging your study life with you. You're dragging your commitment with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I got to go to school. I'll talk to you later. I got to go to work. I'll talk to you later. I'll come back, and then there you go. You're picking up again. You know, I'm a Christian. Because we've learned for God to try to come help us to encourage our lives. When all the scriptures keep saying, you died. So he can live. So when I died, I came back just like this. We are trying to keep, oh, get my back of my purse, hallelujah. We are trying to keep a life that we don't know. Every time we're keeping it, we're paying for it. So submission is the knowing of the greater payment. It's the finished work. It's the what? What if what you are cheap asking about is already finished, but it's finished in Christ? The problem is you have to come into an experiential knowledge that God is trying to get you so you can learn to operate from him through power. The devil don't care what you say if you don't have power. Somebody say God is powerful. Yes. 
There's a grace. Do not set aside the grace. Don't, 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 don't quench the spirit. Don't, don't, don't. He's telling you, I need you to learn how to submit to the God. And the God will bring out the payment and everything has to submit to you as a son. You're seated in heavenly places. You're what? Some of the demons that's dealing with your life, they need to come off. I said they should be coming off. Some of the depression that's going on, come on, they got to come off. You say, how do they come off? I get and I learn. What, who is Jesus? God, what are you? Where are you in this place? Because you are the way. You're the truth. You're the life. Everything that I do, you're the way. You're the truth. See, the way will determine what I, I, I declare as the truth. And based on my truth will determine my life. I'm going to say that one more time. The way that I choose is actually telling me what I declare is my truth. My truth is being proven based on what my life is doing. If I want to change my life, I got to change what I'm calling the truth. If I want to change the truth, I got to change the way that I think the way is. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So God is trying to let you know your level of maturity was me the whole time. You thought you were going somewhere. You was only going in me. Just a new room in me. Stop trying to seek out your place before your position. I love your vision board. But if your position is wrong, your vision is blurred. Your vision is what? It's blurred. Because when I interface Holy Spirit, when I interface the throne room of grace, things change. How do my vision change? I can have a conversation with my wife about this. When I hit throne room, we have a different conversation. Oh, I miss a couple of things. How many of you know there's a life that you can settle with and there's a life that is the divinely inspired for you to live? And the greater is submitting your life in every area. You know what that does? It don't only protect you, it protects everything that's following you. I never want to get so high and lose everything. Lose your children on the way. Lose your marriage on the way. Because you did not know how to submit. Marriage couples, marriage is not for having fun only in earth. Marriage is for purpose. Learn to marry each other because of purpose. Are you conditioned to the call? If we're not conditioned for the call, we're going to be bad for each other. See, my wife knows my story. I was messed up. I was messed up. I needed God. But at that point when I met her, I said, you know what? I'm so sold into God. I gave her everything. I let her know this time. I used to run out the beauty. I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 that's for me.
But when I met my wife this time, I was in control. Can you submit to that? If not, bye-bye. I know you're beautiful. I, I'm, I'm past that. If I don't follow God, you're going to be in trouble. Uh-oh. If I don't have something bigger than going to church and just reading scripture, I'm going to be in trouble. Uh-oh, the conversation is changing just a little bit. You're going to be in trouble. We're going to be in trouble. You know why? Because if God is not the forefront of this thing and we're cornerly compromised, there is no need to submit to what we're trying to do. You know why marriages are messed up today? Because nobody submitted to God. If you're having a spouse issue, make sure each other go pray. Provoke them to pray. Give your husband to go pray. Say, pray. We ain't going out to eat till you pray. Because if you don't see God, you're not going to see me. Say, you're right, girl. I'll see you in a second. If you don't do what he told you to do, you're not going to be right to me. See, that's the problem. You want men to be right to you without getting the right function in the mind of God. They're not functional. There's, we're dysfunctional without God. We're dysfunctional. We're dysfunctional. We are lost. We're dysfunctional. Oh, we're dysfunctional. But you know what you keep doing? You wake up and what are we doing today? No, you better start praying and let that man pray. What you read today, sir? Based on how much you got out of that, that's going to show me how much you're going to see to me. Don't ever make a man love life more than he loved God. Because if he loved God, he by default going to love you and the life. Say that again. Oh, y'all hear what I'm saying? Men, learn to inspire women to pray. Well, she need to be strong. No, 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 stop that. You do. Women say, I need to pray too. Yeah, but if you're married, you have, an, you have a God in the house that you're called to submit to, although you're submitted to God. I know, see, the, the, the women power movement don't like stuff like this. But that's what your Bible says. Yeah, men, you got it. You got it harder. Some of y'all bring my dad. Listen, I don't know if you want this counseling chair. Somebody else gonna give you a wipe down, and you'll be good. Why? Because you got to understand your responsibility towards God. This submissiveness is a disorder. Where there's disorder, there's dishonor. Where there's dishonor, there's disempowerment. Okay, Lord Jesus. Can I help y'all understand? The greater is the adversary knows. If I keep the church out of their, their natural state of divine empowerment, oh, I eat them all day. But we're missing the point. Because where there's disorder, there's dis. And when there's dishonor by default, there's the lacking of power. So he don't mind a talking church because demons are run rampant through there. What he's afraid of is a power church. People who love people, people who love God, 
by the Spirit. That when demons come in, they know that their time is up. Mindsets come in, they know their time is up. But it started at the head. It started at the what? God is calling us for greater submission. The Bible tells us this is how we know that we're in him if we keep his commandments. How you know that you're in him? If you keep his commandments. If you keep his word. The question is which word are you keeping? Which word are you keeping? Abide in me and my word abide in you. You shall have whatever you say. You what? Okay, can, let me ask you this. Who gave you what to say? If, you know what's so, so funny? We don't know how far out we're going. We don't know how much we're going backward, forward. The interesting, the Bible says love, the love of God, it's a restrictor. It's a restraint. It's what? It's a restraint. So in Christ, you should know your level. You should know how far to go and how much not. Based on the restraint that's in Christ. Based on your life. God has given everybody a portion of faith. You have a, somebody say I have a portion of faith. Okay, you, you, that's not your faith. God gave it to you. So God is giving you a portion to start working. Can you start to work the portion that he gave you? Tell somebody to start exercising my portion. I'm going to exercise the portion. Based on your level of faith, that's your level of grace. And through that level of grace, God has given you not enough containment to live freely and openly in the throne room of his son. You should be winning in the space of grace that you have. I said you can win in the space of grace that you have. You don't need my grace. You don't need another preacher's grace. Based on what you have, you have enough to win where you are. Tell somebody I have enough to win where I am. So you don't need nobody else's. You need yours. Start activating what God has given you. And learn to hide in him. Abide in me. Let him be your hiding place. When God becomes your hiding place, through the knowledge of what he's showing you, he's trying to help you to understand why you went through what you went through. Tell somebody there's a why. And where there was a why, there's a way of understanding. But if you don't put the why or the what or the who or the how in the right place, You'll stay stuck where the adversaries start to continue to use those deficits against you. And the root of bitterness defiles grace, defiles grace, defiles the very living thing that you're supposed to live out on God. You can be a good Christian and know how to use grace. You can do a lot of stuff outside of the inspiration of the Spirit. A lot of stuff without prayer. You can do a lot of stuff, a whole lot, 
We perfected church. We perfected it. But can you read the grace of God? God is calling everyone in here to come to a deeper place with him. And your focus are the bondages and the roots of bitterness. They're the what? Bondages and the roots of bitterness. Stand to your feet if you can. The very thing I want you to notice you have need to have discovery of the mind of God and the buildup of your life. Are you hearing me? If I poke around your life and there are things that are weak, you don't have to guess what the adversary is using for, against you. It's not a mystery. You hear what I'm saying? If we poke around, what would I find that we've despised, that we don't want to talk about anymore? God is trying to have a conversation about some stuff. He wants to have a what? A conversation. He's trying to say, hey, daughter, son, I need you to understand my mind about this thing. When you know my mind about it, you stop living in error. You can stop living in what? What if your level was not a hard thing? He just needed to fulfill the root system. He just needed to fill the root system. I'm, 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 you know, it's very troubling that we have a generation that can't see. I'm talking about in, 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 in the body, we can't see. You say, what do you mean we can't see? Because we love having church, but we're not hitting the very factors that has caused the root system to be defiled. You know why I got to be so obedient? So I, I can make sure that I can disciple my children. It's not an easy job, but his yoke is easy. So I can make sure the very thing that I maybe despise, I don't become. I don't become. But if I don't know why I became, I don't know what I need to change. There are things in us that are lurking, and God is saying, I need to touch that. I need to touch it. Stop giving me what you want me to give me. I want what you have. I want what you wanted. I want what you, what, what, what you thought. I want everything. Tell somebody he wants everything. Which means if he wants everything, every day I'm searching, God, what do I feel about myself? Do I feel like I need this? Let me get it from you. What do I feel I need for today? That's not of you. So let me get all of you so I don't have, I'm not needy for today. Tell somebody, stop being so needy. Get what you need from him. 
Get what you need from him. You know they don't do this to me. Good, go get it from him. Don't pass go. Wake up 30 minutes early and pray. Get what you need from him. I want to pray for you. God is building an army. I say he's not building just church folk. He's building an army. I'm not called to, no, no, I'm not called to church folk. I'm called to an army. People who are ready to pay the price for, the, for, the, for a world that needs to be saved. Come on, how many of y'all ready to pay the price? Come on, Lord, I want to know. You say, what, what is the price, God? You keep saying this price thing. What is the price? Because I thought Jesus paid it. I, the price is me counting, submitting myself. That's the point, me. Jesus did it. It's me. Paul said, every day I, I, I submit myself, submit my body. My flesh don't want what my spirit wants. How many of you know the flesh don't want what the spirit wants? My flesh wants to have a good time every day. But when I learn to submit to the spirit, I have a normal spirit conditioning appetite. I have a spirit appetite. God wants you to learn to have a spirit appetite. So you're not fooled by the world. You're not fooled. You're not fooled. Whatever's been working you, today it stops. It's time for you to work it. I said whatever's been working you, today it stops. It's time for you to work it. You're going to work it and work it and work it. Don't stop looking for the way. Saints, listen. If Christ is in you, do not stop. You're going, if you mess up, get back up. Keep going. If Let me come up here on this. Thing. If you mess up, keep. It wasn't about sin. It was about your education of him. Don't you make it about sin. Don't, don't make it about that. That was to show you how much or where you were with him. That, that's all it was. The Bible said we have, wouldn't have known it was sin unless the law taught us. I, I wouldn't have known it without the law. So it teaches me how to fulfill the law. In him. How do I fulfill the law? Without him, you're going to keep trying to live the law. And the law brings condemnation and death. And when I feel condemned, that means I have a conditioning of the mind of the law. But Jesus said, if you can bring that to me, you're going to realize you weren't going to get it right in the first place. And that's freedom to know, Jesus, you're right, I wasn't going to get it. But in you, all things are possible. In you, all things are what? In you, all things are what? Can you hold that truth? Saints, today is about can I hold the truth? Tell somebody, hold on. Hold that mind. Hold, learn through that mind. Learn every day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Hold the every day. God, I thank you that I have the mind of Christ. You say, why do I need to hold it? Because if I'm holding it, God now can teach you in it. 
Some of you are going to start laying hands on your household. I say you're going to lay hands on your household. You're going to declare the blessing over them. You're going to cast out demons. You're going to, come on, you, you're going to do some stuff because you're learning how to hold the mold in the spirit. No, no, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't give the devil that much credit. Oh, no, you don't get that credit over my life. Oh, no, 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 we're not living, we're not going to live in a deficit. Oh, no, 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 no. Tell somebody that that's over with. No, 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 no. That pain stops today. If Jesus died and that's truth, I'm going to get to the truth. Tell somebody I got to get to the truth of the matter. How do I know it's truth? Do I have peace? See, he's done messed up my mind of what peace really is. Do I have joy? Do I have substance? Do I have understanding? Don't live in a deficit. Oh, that I may know you, God. I don't want to know nothing but to know you. Saints, God is just calling you to live as a son and a daughter. All that I may know you. You know, I want to be a preacher. I want to I want to be this. I want to be that. Okay, just be a son and a daughter first. Can you just know him? And through knowing him, you're going to know all things. Through knowing him, you're going to know what? Lift your hands. I want to pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for setting us apart. Father, today we break the curse of sin, hell, and the grave over the minds of your people. Father, we break false expectations, limitations, false elevations. Father, you just wanted us it's in you that we move, we breathe, that we have our being. Forgive us for what we made it. It's all about you. You will never leave us nor forsake us, God. I know we're concerned. Many of you are concerned. You're concerned that, God, I don't know what that looks like. If I do it like that, I just don't know what that looks like. I, I, I'm concerned. Would that work? How that work? How does that look? He's saying, hey, I need you just to stay with what I'm saying. I, I, I got it. I need you just to submit what I'm saying. Make sure that it's what I'm saying, but submit to what I'm saying. I don't want to live in a false reality. It's time to wake up, saints. It's time to wake up, saints. It's time to wake up, saints. It's time to rule. It's time to rule. It's time to reign. Come on, you're called to be a priest and king. You're called to reign over every enemy. Come on, we're seated in heavenly places, high above all principalities, high above all powers. There is nothing that should be stopping you. I call you up in your natural place. I call you up in the spirit place today. Rise up in your child. You are in the house of God. Rise up. 
Take your place as a son and daughter. Take your place. Everything that's not like you, God, take it out of me. I refuse to believe a lie. I refuse to live a lie. I'm not going to let my lie be my child's lie. I'm not going to let my lie be my family lie. I'm not leaving that behind. No, no, no. Today it stops. This root of bitterness, it got to go. Father, touch your people. Bless them. I pray that every root be pulled out, dismantled, out of your people. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let them go today. I declare freedom. You will find your hiding place in Christ. Today stops you finding your hiding place in anger and substance abuse and sexual promiscuity. Today ends you finding that, making that your hiding place. Jesus said, I want you to hide in me. Well, I don't have nothing. No, no, hide in me. Hide in, just hide in me. I know you want to hide. I know you, you, you're saying, just hide in me. If you're going to find a place, come find it in me. Find it in me. Find it in me. Don't you let anger be your glory. Don't you let strife be your normal. I need you to come to me. The devil has nothing on me. If you come to me, he's going to have nothing on you. I need you to come in me. And when you're in me, he has nothing on you. He can't find you. Father, I pray over every soul in this place. I pray that they are delivered and set free today. Lord, I pray that they know that the whole time your mind, your heart for them was good. It was perfect. You was not the author of any destruction in their life. I break that lie off of your mind today. I break that assassination of mind today off of you. Don't you allow human error to become a God error. Don't allow human error to be a God error. God is not a man. So, Father, we submit it. This is not the way you made for me like that. So I'm going to learn what you wanted in me. So I know what you need to fulfill in me. If I know what you wanted in me, I know what you need to fulfill in me. Today, God is dealing with some of your issues, family issues. Daddy issues, mama issues. There are issues that we got to deal with. But you're not going to deal with it by yourself. In fact, you're not going to deal with it at all. You're going to submit to God. Tell somebody that's not my dealing. 
All I do is submit and God deals. All I do is what? Submit and God deals. My job is to submit. I break out of the lie. The bondage of the lie. It's time to know him. It's time to know him. It's time to know him. Some of you, God is, I want you to understand, God, listen, God wants to succeed us. But you know what? To me, success is whole package. God gave me a dream one time. He gave me a dream and it scared the heart out of me. It scared my heart. <laughs> it was as if I seen my children on an altar. And he showed me an altar of success. But my children was on the altar. It scared me to death. Not to death. I'm not dead. I'm dead in Christ. And I was trying to get him. But it was, it was as if I, I, it was as if I, I, I gave them for something. And I didn't realize I did that. And this picture in my mind, them turning around like, why did you do that? God gave me that reality. And it, it shook me. I was out of town. It shook me so to my core. Hey, God, what are you trying to say? I say, son, the way I take you, it's not going to be like everybody else. Don't you sell your children for the altar of success. Don't you sell anything for the altar of I told you this is a calling to me. I wanted to take a businessman route. But the goodness of God, the love of God. No, this is me. But the, what I saw me to be is not what I was until I saw him. Y'all better hear me. So although I said this is not what I wanted to be originally, but actually this is what I wanted to be from original intent. Y'all better hear me. Because he's already made me to be what he called me to be. No, I, I, no, I'll wait for you, Jesus. God is trying to blow some of you out of mind. Don't you sell your soul for the altar of success. Now I'm saying this from a governmental place because believers are sold. You're making my job hard. I want to close my doors and just preach. But we're selling our children at the altar of success. We're selling them. We're selling them. You say, why you keep saying selling them? Because you're counting the cost of what you're doing.
consider the cost and I count all things rubbish for the knowledge of Christ. He's saying something here. I count it all rubbish. Which means everything that I do, even taking care of my family, has to be through the lens of Christ. Has to be what? Everything, everything, every single thing. I told you last week, I'm going to teach you about the spirit of mammon. Master, I have no, 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 no. I have no problem with you making money. You need it. But you have to understand the prerequisites of gaining in the kingdom of God. How many of you know you are part of me? Okay, all right. How many of you know you are part of me? We are the what? Okay, so if you're weak, I'm weak too. So what you're hearing me saying is like, yeah, he give me something in God. No, what I'm telling you is for us to be strong together, we got to have the same vision. I need you to help me. I need, from, from a government place, we need more workers. I know this is a set. It's a church. It's a set. But I'm asking you as I'm traveling, as an ambassador, I need you to help me so you can grow into the height of your calling. I need you to help me by becoming mature. I need you to help me fulfill the vision of God so families can be saved, so homes can be delivered, so marriages can be set free. Can you help me? Can you help me? Can you get serious and help me? Church, we can't win. We can't win this thing by just the pastor. I need the prophet. I need the evangelist. I need more pastors. I need more people. I need the body. He said, don't discredit the link. Don't discredit them. Don't discredit. Don't discredit none of them.